Ah, finally, it works. Uh, hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to the non Podcast. It's episode 127 by my reckoning. It's Kristen Smith sitting at home for, a, well, for the first time in a month. And here in Bracknell, Berkshire, it's me, James Bartaby, and believe it or not, it's going to shock you all, I actually got to a game of the weekend. Maybe I should have checked everyone was sitting down first. <laughs> well... It was a good job I was sat down because it's me, Rob Overfield, just along the M4 from James. And um, I definitely went to a game on Saturday, and it wasn't a bad one either. Yeah, I, remarkably enough, I didn't get to a game because I was travelling, um, but I am at home this week, which we, it's, I think it's a, the last time I was at home was probably the last time James got to a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's... It's going to be a different, a different podcast this week. I'm, I think it's time to start looking at and speculating what's going to happen over the next three to four weeks as we're in the business end of the season and you can see a few C's and R's and X's, etc. for champions, uh, relegated and clinched a playoff space, uh, place. Uh, it's really getting interesting uh, in a lot of divisions. But first of all, it wasn't an under eights game, was it, James? Uh, well, funnily enough, we did have one in the morning. Yeah, um, it was a, another frustrating one. We lost lost two nil. Um, played well though again, but it was just one of those days where it just didn't go for you. And you know, one goal was a penalty, and another was just a good shot. So you know, you just uh, you've got to take it on the chin when those things happen. But it's good, you know. Cliches, you learn more in defeat than you do in victory. So onwards and upwards. But yeah, in the afternoon. Um, a lot of the youth teams, uh, including my under eights, were mascots at the first team game um, in the Hellenic Premier. Bridal Town were at home to Highworth Town uh, with the uh, with the league title on the line. Um, the other team in contention was Fame United. They were away at bottom of the league, Henley. Uh, before the game, they were both level on points. Uh, Bracknell were top with a uh, goal difference. Uh, seven better than Thames. So the scenario was, if Bracknell won, then Thames had to win by eight goals more. As it turns out, Thames United were 6-0 up by half-time, um, so, and it was 0-0 at Bracknell at half-time, uh, so things were getting... Uh, oh, sorry, no, it wasn't. No, it was, Bracknell scored 10 minutes before the break. Um, bit of a scramble in the box, but a good finish. So Bracknell were 1-0 up, and Thames were 6-0 up, but uh, there were a few nerves around Larger's Lane uh, because they were just rampant at the bottom club. Um, and it was it was a case of we're going to need to get three or four here to, to seal the title. As it goes, it didn't come to it because Highworth Town, who are sixth in the league, so they are a decent team, uh, ended up turning it around in the second half and went away with a 2-1 win, meaning Thame lifted the title. And as it goes... Thame did their bit because they ended up with a 9-0 win over Henley and that's the second week in a row that Henley has been beaten 9-0 Binfield did them by the same scoreline last week so Henley finished bottom uh, 16 points from their 34 games 125 goals conceded uh, minus 85 goal difference uh, and Bracknell Town unfortunately finished on 81 points but it wasn't enough Thame finished on 84 <laughs> not everyone's completed their league games in that division there's, there's a couple of the um you know the, the winter games to make up, but I'm I'm putting it out there. I've got to say this must be the first the first league to effectively be done, and we're well, we're mid April. Would you call it mid April? I suppose you would, wouldn't you? The tenth uh, of April does that qualify as mid? Um, yeah, I'd say that's got to be one of the uh, the earliest leagues to complete this season. It sounds sounds like it to me. I, I would go for. I'd go further and say it's before Easter. <laughs> so that's the, the the other other way to look at it. But Rob, yeah, I mean, uh, your Bra- guys... Bracknell, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just saying Bracknell still could get some glory this season. They've got a couple of um, cup matches to go. They've got a uh, a derby against Binfield uh, on Tuesday night, tomorrow night as we record uh, today, as most people are listening, uh, playing Binfield in one of the county cup finals. So that's at uh, Windsor's ground, I think. So I'm hoping. I might get along to that, but it'll depend on on my Drake's football training and things. But that should be an interesting game. It'll be interesting to see if they can pick themselves up for it. 
don't think we're allowed to mention County Cups after the Ferrara down there at Hampton, but uh, you, you went for a little jaunt down uh, the M40 at the weekend, Rob, and uh, I think you had fun down there. I hoped you had fun, because Hampton seemed to uh, oh, win. <laughs> I don't know. He's, 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 uh, oh, I am here. Stuff. <laughs> so how did your guys get on uh, down there at Oxford? Nope, it's gone again. <laughs> nope. He's here to say he's here, but he's not here. Um, uh, just while yes. we're waiting for Rob, I just want to mention about nil that's made things very interesting uh, running in, in the run-in in the Vanarama National, where Tranmere <clears throat> stuffed Solihull 9-0, and that puts Tranmere level on points and only three goal difference behind um, Lincoln it's- City, who... Uh, who's still got a game in hand, though? Yeah, um, but as you say, it's the goal difference, isn't it? You know, they've they've totally, pretty much wiped out the uh, the goal difference deficit against Lincoln. But it's not just at that end of the table, is it? I mean, if you if you look at Solihull down in 18th, of course, them taking an absolute pasting before the game, they only had a minus seven, so they were far and away better than anyone else down there. And now all of a sudden, they're on a minus 16 goal difference. And they're only three points above the drop. So all of a sudden, they are now right in the middle. They haven't got even got the goal difference to fall back on because at this stage of the season, a, a decent goal difference is, is effectively an extra point, isn't it? So that's been wiped out in spectacular fashion and and they'll be a heck of a lot twitchier than they, than they were before. Uh, it's a huge, huge result, as you say, at both ends of the table. Yeah, it really has. So hopefully uh, Rob will interject when he's uh, back online fully. Hello. Hi, uh, Rob. <laughs> Hello. How, I see, how it's, some, you... it's something to do with the headsets, I seem to be. I just seem to be talking, and all of a sudden the music switches on, you know, that I've got stored on the phone. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm struggling with headsets on this iPhone 6. I think that must be the issue with the model of the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the iPhone part that's the problem. Yeah, I think it must be. I think it must be. I think it must be. Does it, does it have a headset port, yours? Uh, yeah. It's got an ordinary 3.5 jack. Uh, so, so. Uh, no, it's, it's, don't don't need to, don't, did you listen to plenty of music on your little trip to Oxford? Uh, I had a little bit on the journey. It's only an hour and a bit up the, up the M40, so it's no, it's no big deal. But it was an interesting afternoon. Um, the... One of the sprinklers at um, the Marsh Lane ground wasn't working. And so to get some water on the pitch, they resorted to, shall we say, emergency measures. What, watering cans? No, a big red truck. Oh, really? <laughs> a big red fire truck. Excellent. So, the, But it didn't do, it really didn't, couldn't do anything to the pitch because it was big, it was bone, you know, it was solid, it was dusty. And the, I think the players were, were sort of like, Deciding that studs weren't going to be the answer, they got to get the moulds out. It was, that, you know, it was that hard and it was, well, it was a bit dusty. Um, it was a strange, it's a strange thing to see whenever the ball bounced or wherever the players went. There was a little puff of dust everywhere. So it was, a, it was an interesting start, and uh, I think by the end of the afternoon, Oxford City must have wished they could have emptied, you know, half half a dozen Olympic-sized swimming pools on that pitch because. Um, they needed to find a way to slow Hampton down because it was 4-0 up to Hampton at half-time. <laughs> Which brings back memories of the Ryman season last year when they did that on three or four occasions. And the match ended up 5-0. So, mathematically, Hampton has still, you know, still got a shot of a playoff chance, but 12 points to play for, 8 points behind. Realistically, it's not likely to happen. Oh, I don't know. You're only, you're only 4 points behind, really. Well, a lot of it will depend on one of the issues we've discussed in previous podcasts, and that's the whole ground grading thing. Pool yes. Pool Town are claiming that they've passed, but I haven't seen any official word. Yeah, what, Town, I've not heard anything at all. So it's a case of, you know, we don't know. Uh, what's, what's happening at Hungford? Well, they've are had they... to make, they've, they've had to make, uh, upgrade um, a lot of the terracing. I mean, also okay. provide more seats. They've had to what, do this. Um, right. I, haven't heard, I haven't heard whether they've actually managed to do it 
or not. So and, I don't know what the ground grading issue is or not, or whether they've done it or not. I don't know if either's it. With with regard to Pool Town, uh, they passed their ground grading well on the twenty ninth uh, of March, but well, they, they that's to play that's to play at the National South. I don't yes, know about say, if they're eligible to go up. No, this is it. They say they've had that's that's been the decision, but I have not seen anything of any confirmation anywhere else. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's... There are there are stories online saying they've they've qualified they they okay they, they won't get relegated out of the south. Mm. But I'm not sure if they've hit the top, if they've hit the ground grading to be able to enter yeah. the playoffs and go and get promoted. That's that's the stumbling yeah. block. They're safe in the south, but it's whether they it's mm. whether they can go into the playoffs. That's that's the the thing yeah. they're waiting on. I think, and if that hasn't yeah. been decided now, the deadline's gone. So I would I would say that it's not maybe not looking good. Well, like I say, we'll just have to wait and see what comes out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but so, I mean, it would so, it would be uh, it would be nice for Hampton. I mean, it, I mean, at the at the start of the season, I'm sure you know seventh as it stands, you would have you would have taken that. This, your first season back at this level, mm. you would, yeah, you know, I mean, you would... it's, it's it's been a great season, you know. It's I mean it's had its low points. Don't mention you know cups and trophies thrown our way because we don't <laughs> want to talk about them. Um, then there's been as you quite rightly mentioned, Kristen, the incident of a um, of the ineligible player, and I think I've actually found out a little bit of background to that. Um, the Insinuation I got from talking to a Middlesex FA official last week was that the club that he was on loan to had not been given the permission for the player to play in the Middlesex County competitions. Um, but they'd forgotten that and played him. So therefore, when he was played by Hampton, we were unaware of the fact, because as far as we were concerned, we'd said, he ain't playing. You know, you're not allowed to, he's not allowed to play for the, in this competition. And I'm thinking that that might be the reason why the Middlesex FA have said, well, in that case, then the game shall be replayed. Oh, right. So was this a Hampton player that was on loan at another club? Yes. And it's come back to Hampton and play. So it was effective. Right. OK. Yeah. Now, there's been... That's hardly your fault if the club he was on loan that have breached. Well, the, well the, yeah, the, this, this, is only, this is only insinuation I'm getting. Mm. As I said, it was briefly discussed with Middlesex FA officials at the Charity Cup game last week and this is the you know this is me putting two two and together from what they said um, problem is I don't know if it was actually uh, put in writing or whether it was just verbally and I've got a feeling the fact that the other club might have in the statement they made to the Middlesex FA said something along those lines you know and as a response, if, if if Hampton had done it deliberately, then quite rightly we should have been thrown out of the competition. But as it was an error that was not of our own, the Middlesex affair said, well, in that case, then you've got to replay the game, but it's got to be played at the other club's ground and you're responsible uh-huh. for all the costs. Yeah, I so suppose I was, that's fair enough, I guess. So, so reading between the lines from, what, from a brief discussion I had, I think that could well have been what happened. And if that's the case, you know, all those people who were complaining that Hampton should be thrown out of the cup really should just sit down and be quiet. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and and the fact is as well that at this, at, you know, non-league level, there are, as you just said there, there was a charity cup game. You've got senior cup games. You've got mm. any number of county senior FA Middlesex whatever cup competitions, yeah. and yeah. You, you can't expect the player. To necessarily know exactly which competition he played in. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like he was ineligible for a league game. You, you would know that it, when oh, it's yeah, one of the one. It's one of the seven different cup competitions that you can enter a season. Then it's it's quite easy to miss it. I would imagine. Yeah. So it's um, so that I know there's been. I know it'll be feisty tomorrow night at, at Hanworth. It will be feisty because there were a bit of a. I won't say they're a bit of a rough lot, but they. They very much wear their hearts on their sleeve, and it doesn't matter whether it's good, bad, or anything. They'll still give you both barrels. So <laughs> it might be a night. It might be a night when going to the match tomorrow night, not to wear colours. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there'll be plays tomorrow night at Hamlet. So be interesting. <coughs> so I'm just looking at the fixtures for Hampton um, down there in the Vanarama South. 
Now, I think he's mathematically still in with a chance mm. of playoffs, but uh, I'm thinking probably consolidation ready to uh, start again next season. Um, mm. But take it, take it if you can get it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I say, it's their first season back at this level for a, for a few years, and uh, you know the. the it all comes down to pool whether Hampton have still got a chance because, as you said, they can only get to seventy-four points, so they can only get as high as fifth. Um, but if it comes down to a straight fight between Hampton and Hungerford, who knows? I mean, mm. pool. Hope, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Hampton fan. You know, long-time listeners will know that. I'd love Hampton to get in the playoffs, but the league table doesn't lie, and I really hope the pool have got their ground grading because they're fifth. They deserve to be in the playoffs. So they are the fifth best team. And, you know, so I hope, I hope it lands for them. Um, and, like, you know, seventh, eighth for Hampton would be a phenomenal first season back at step two. Mm. I mean, really, when you look at, you know, when you look at the results, we've, we've taken at least a point of every one of the top six by Dartford who we've got to play in a couple, you know, uh, over the Easter weekend, you know, we've taken points off all of them, which just goes to show on any day anybody can do anything in this in this league. Yeah, absolutely. so it's um, you know, so it's you know, they deserve to be where they are, you know, all things considered, and that's only with having two really great players um, for, for for about you know nearly half the season. The the what if question is, if the if Portsmouth hadn't come in for the two players that they signed, where could Hampton have been at this point in the season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those two were That's, just tearing it up, were they? And yeah, they, it, I mean, it's worth noting that Jamal Lowe scored two minutes after coming on uh, for Portsmouth after yeah. his first goal for the senior side, wasn't it? So, yeah. I mean, weekend, so he's making his mark. He is. If if you look at the National League South list of goal scorers, both players are still in the top ten. Oh wow! Which is which? After half a season, you know that number of league match, you know that number of league goals in half a season. Yeah, where could where could it have been? But we made a pledge to them that if a league club came in, we wouldn't stand in their way. Absolutely, you can't you can't do it. You can't stand in their way. Um, no, we wouldn't have done. I mean, we'd never have done. We'd never have be, done that. If it, if, if, it, if, it, if it had been a national league, if it a national league club, we'd have probably told the national league club to go away. Oh yeah, when it's a league, and as big a club as Portsmouth are. There was no way we were going to do anything other than to say, off you go, lads. Go and enjoy yourself. Make your life. But, I mean, without turning this into a into a Hampton-only <laughs> podcast, I mean, it just it, it, it goes to show how tough things can be, even at step two. You know, you can lose your best strikers yeah. halfway through the season, but it just goes to show how good uh, Martin Tyler and Alan Dowson, the management team, and all the coaching staff, how good they are that they've brought in replacements. And... You know, you're still in with a shout of the mm. of the playoffs. It's, it is an outside bet now. It is, yeah. you know, you're twelve point uh, twelve points to play for and eight points off the playoffs as it stands. But it just goes to show how how good and how talented does mm. you know the manager and the coaching staff are. That all right, you might not have scored quite as many as you could have done. You might not be quite as high the table as you would have been had those two stayed. But yeah, you know, still seventh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, looking at the National League South as a whole, it's one of the few leagues, it's one of the few, it, when it's actually in the top, I think in the top three steps, I might be wrong, but it's the only division where nothing has been confirmed as regards promotion and relegation. I mean, at the minute you've got Bishop, um, St- you've got Bishop Stortford in this in league. The to- in the top, haven't haven't been done either. No, in, well... Well, Bishop Stortford, I mean, they're down unless they uh, get a 50-goal win at some point. Because <laughs> they're t- 12 <laughs> points behind with 12 to play for, no 68-minus goal difference. So. Yeah. And Margate... They're, they're down, and Margate are probably joining them. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Mathematically, it's... Uh, interestingly, in the bottom three there, it's only got Gosport Borough. Now, there there has been reports over the, uh, over the last few days that they're going to um, they're going to voluntarily relegate themselves back down to the Wessex League if they go down um, which yeah. is which I is quite surprising I mean, it has been denied by um, the manager Alex Pike and the club as well I think the chairman uh, Mark was... Cook isn't it the chairman but, yeah, yeah. but the fact that those reports are there is a little bit worrying because you know if they're going to 
drop themselves two division further than than they would, the you know the relegation would take them into the Southern Prem, and if they're going to drop themselves back down to step five, mm. that's a heck of a demotion. But yeah, but I is that linked to the story that that you put in the rundown, Rob, about mm. yet another winding up order going in? Yeah, and, an, and another failed takeover, and they're in absolute crisis. I mean, the manager Alex Pike, he is. Um, I think he's favourite to take over at Weymouth, and mm. he was favourite to take over at AFC Totten earlier in the season. He's made no. He's, he's from Gosport, but he's made you know he's made it very clear that mm. he sees his future away from the club at the end of the season. He's mm. he just he's just had enough of what's going on there. It's it's a I worrying mean, time for the club. Yeah. I mean, the thing that surfaced in the last couple of days is, as you said quite rightly, there's been another um, winding up order by Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, and this time. Again, it's over. I think it's over VAT payments and uh, the March payment. Uh, from what I read, they couldn't be collected on time. But the club said, "Can we pay it at the end of the end of March?" Given the history with Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, that is a bit yeah. stupid. Yeah, they're not going to get any <laughs> leeway, are they? They're going to get there's absolutely zero leeway, and so this is why Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs have, have basically submitted a petition to the High Court. You know, it's a, you know in, in in that situation, you've been in trouble with them quite a number of occasions in the last two or three years. The last thing you try and do is, oh, can I have a bit more time, please? Can I have a, can give us a little bit more? You basically might as well just talk, basically, you know, talk to the talk to your grandstand because that's as much reaction as you're going to get. It's a bit personally, personally speaking, this is a bit ridiculous from Gosport. You've been in trouble with with the cust- with revenue and customs. The one thing you do from then on. Is to make sure that you meet all the all the dates for payment that you're given. You don't try and you know try and work a little bit of leeway because you will not get it. And the person that tried to negotiate that leeway really wants to you know wants to have his head looked at because it, it's just not going to happen. So like I said, the, the National League South has still got a few things to play for, but it's slowly looking like it's going to be. You know, if Ebbsfleet don't win the next match, Maidenhead are going to be pretty much crowned as champions. Looking at the form guides, mm. Maidenhead have won the last six. Ebbsfleet have uh, drawn a couple, including one against uh, your guys. Mm. And so it's a, it's almost a Dundale Maidenhead are going to mm. go up and possibly looking at this. Replace, um, but it's, it's a really close to call Ooh. with York, Woking, and Braintree in the national all on the same number of points. Um, um can I can just put in there, Kristen, just going back to yeah. um, Ebsfleet Maidenhead, the final match of the season is Ebsfleet at home to Maidenhead United. That is the last fixture both clubs have in the league. I'm sure Maidenhead be... would like it to be fixed, finished before that. Yes, this I'm is what I'm sure. Sp- I mean, it will be. I mean, Ebbsfleet have got to play Eastbourne Borough. Well, they're pretty much mid table. They're not going anywhere in Eastbourne. Margate by then will be relegated. So there is six points there to put the pressure on Maidenhead, but in return, Maidenhead have got to get something themselves. Just, uh, just, uh, just going to be random. Let's have a look. And to finish with, they've got. I'm trying to think if this is right because football webpage is saying that Maidenhead will play Concord Rangers twice in 24 hours. I'm not sure if that's right. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a few of the games who seems to have been shifted from Friday to Saturday this week. So, because uh, a lot of teams, uh, like in the National League, uh, in the North, we're playing on Friday and on Monday, but yeah, some of the clubs are. appear that they've sh- asked to shift it to Saturday, Monday instead. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I've, I've sorted it out now. It's a case of so they've got Concord Rangers um, this coming Saturday because because um, away at Truro City in midweek. On, uh, sorry, on Easter Monday. I mean, Maiden head to Truro on a bank holiday. That's lovely. It's that. And then, they play, then, like I say, they play Ebbsfleet on the 22nd and Margate on the 29th. So, Ebbsfleet must have at least one more fixture after the one I saw. So, it's, you know, that 
penultimate game could be a very much case of winner takes all. If it hasn't already been sorted, that's when it will be sorted. Yeah, it's what you want though. It's the the nail biter really going down to the wire. Um, which, as I say, jumping back up to the national league, down the bottom of the table, it's going to go down to the last day. Looking at this, where you've got mm. Southport and Ferriby. Yes, they've the Ferriby gave it a good shot to me. They they were rooted for the bottom. They moved up. They were doing pretty well. They've got twelve points to play for. And mm. that would, it, it's a big ask because they're only on 36. Likewise, Southport have got 12 points to play for. And they're on 35. So they could only move up to 19th. And that's if everybody else around them lost, which we know doesn't always work. But Torquay, Braintree, Woking, and York, one point separate all of those places and the goal differences are apart from Braintree the goal differences are all very similar and so it's going to be down to the wire um, but like you said earlier on James Solihull have been dragged into this mire and possibly guys who may still be involved but Maiden, uh, Maidstone and Sutton I would expect to be okay uh, to to move through there so it's it's such a a tight division, which once again is what you want. It, you want the edge of the seat stuff. When you look at some of the uh, crowds going, Lincoln, uh, we know they've had a great, uh, great season. Uh, but Saturday the first, they had a crowd of six and uh, six thousand eight hundred sitting there at uh, uh, Central Bank. And yeah, and Tranmere had five thousand. Yeah, Tranmere had five thousand for that solid old game. Um, and tomorrow night, well, Tuesday. So tonight, probably as most people listen, uh, Tramia play Forest Green mm. at Prenton Park. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be a capacity crowd, you would imagine. Um, Tramia desperately need the win, but Forest Green will want at least a point to uh, to cement themselves in third, and will look to get the win to try and close the gap if they can. But it's looking a bit bit out of the question for Forest Green now for the for the title. Yeah. Mm. To me uh, it's, really, still, it's really out of the, the top two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The but the bus both on eighty five. It is because they've got a game in hand. Um not I'm just having a flick through the fixtures trying to figure out when their game in hand is. Um God, it oh it's at Maidstone on the twenty fifth, so it's a couple of weeks away yet. Um so yeah it, it's it is nice when you've got when you've got two teams that are, that are locked like this. It's, it's happened the last couple of seasons, hasn't it, as well? Which which is really good. Gone are the days it seems when a team is ten, twelve points clear at this stage. So it's it's really nice to see that it, that it is a title race going into the last couple of weeks of the season. It's, it's fantastic. And as you say, Rob, I mean, there's, there's stuff to play for everywhere. I mean, the playoffs. There's two or three teams that can still get into the playoffs, and they're still. As you say, Kristen, there's half a dozen teams in the relegation battle still, so it's absolutely fantastic end to the season. Not for the clubs involved, obviously. <laughs> You'd be nervous as anything, um, but for everyone else watching it, yeah, brilliant. I'm just looking at the Lincoln could have a massive slip-up because the last game is against Southport. And by my calculation, Southport will already be relegated by then. And so they've got nothing to play for from a... They've got no fear, as it were. It's go out, play some football, have some fun. Do whatever Tran- you like, like, lads, think about next year. Yeah, and Tranmere will go to Maidstone, which Maidstone will be safe. And they'll want to end on a yeah, high. They'll want to have a say in it. They'll want to have a say in the title race. It's not an easy place to go, as as we at Hampton know. Um, mm. You know, the 3G pitch and, and all that. And obviously, the long trip down and... Uh, Presumably they'll go on the Friday night and stay over, but because it's a twelve fifteen kickoff, so they're definitely going to be going down on the Friday night. But yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be an interesting few games. Uh, it, it could all be off because, as we say, Lincoln have got the game in hand. But you would hope that it's still. In fact, that game in hand did I say it was against Maidstone? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. So Maidstone's so last two. Games, they're going to have a hand in this title. Yeah, their last two games were in uh, both at home against the top two. How amazing is that for Maidstone? Especially with the season and the ruckus they caused with the FA Cup with the uh, ruling that they were allowed to play at home and all the other stuff that 
that went on there with the uh, with the three G pitch. So it's it's been a, a good rare old season for them in their for in their time in the top flight of non league. Yeah, I mean it, it'll be nice. I know I know a couple of Tranmere fans at work, believe it or not, down here in uh, in the sunny south. There's a there's a couple of Tranmere fans, and it'd be nice to see either them or Lincoln go back up. Uh, it's always nice to see a league club get back up, but it, it would have been nice to see a, a Forest Green or a Dover or someone like that take it. But hopefully, we might get a little uh, a newbie, if you like, into the into the football league through the playoffs of Forest Green, a Dover, a, even a Barrow or someone. I know uh, not a newbie as such, but it's been a hell of a long time since Barrow were in the league. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody will relish the little trip up there. Now, that's actually. Uh... Not not too bad. I think you could almost segue into it. So you're on about newbies, uh, and potentially there's going to be new exponential norm. Throughout their history, to my knowledge, and to the knowledge of the the uh, his club historian, games with Trinity have never been relegated or promoted uh, between divisions. They were always invited to take part or they were voted out. So when they had their stint in the league, it was uh, by... There wasn't a relegation to non-league. It was uh, at the end of the season, if you didn't have enough friends, they voted you off the island, as it were. And that's why Trinity uh, were voted out of the league. In the National League North, they are in peril. Mm. (laughs) I I can't put it any other way. My little rule of thumb is if you've got more games played than you have points, you're in trouble. Absolutely. And when you're already sitting in the relegation zone uh, and you've got 38 games played out of 42 and 31 points with a minus 30 goal difference, you're in trouble. And we, I believe we are in trouble. There's, we've got positivity running through the club. We know we can do this. It's been a turbulent season. We've had a change of manager. We've had a change of form and... It's really gone through. So I want to let's say let's start with the already relegated uh, Altrincham. How surprising! I think we called this weeks ago. They just couldn't do anything. Three games won all season, twenty-seven lost. The dreaded double drop because they were last year in the Vanarama National, and so it's going to be a big ass for them to uh, bounce back from that. It's been a huge tumble for them. Um, up the top. We've got Fylde, who've pretty much got it wrapped up, not mathematically, but four points, six points rather, if I can count. Six points ahead, four games to play. Kitty are in second um, with five games to play, but they're, I'll say, six points back. And then Halifax, we've got some big names here. Um, and they look like they could make it, but then we've got Chorley, Stockport and Darlington. Uh, sorry, Darlington, eighteen eighty-three. Although James, you not, did post a story from that. Yeah, they've been granted permission to rename themselves back to Darlington FC, which is fantastic news. But I'm pretty sure when the Phoenix Club rose, they weren't allowed to call themselves AFC Darlington or FC Darlington. They had to come up with a totally original name, which is where the eighteen eighty-three comes from. And it's it's a bit of a an about turn from the. Uh, from the powers that be to allow them to go back to Darlington FC. It's fantastic. I mean, we've seen it before with Hyde, haven't we? The, you know, they've been allowed to go back to their to their name. But I quite like Darlington 1883. I quite like that as a name. Um, but obviously, the fans wanted it back to Darlington FC, their original name. And it's, uh, it's, it's great news for them. Hopefully, they'll celebrate with their promotion. But that playoff race is tight as. <laughs> and I think it shows because Saturday the 1st of April out of 11 games uh, was it 11 games? Uh, 3, 6, 9, yeah, 12 yeah, games 11. no 11, 22 teams that was, yeah, 11 games I was looking at something else it's <laughs> counting the one that's uh, been played out of 11 games 8 of them had over 1,000 people through the turnstile wow mm. 4 of them had over 2,000 through the turnstile and one of them had three, nearly 3,500 I mean, through the turnstile when, you, when you've got teams like Kiddy and Halifax and Salford and Stockport it, it doesn't yeah FC United of course it doesn't it doesn't surprise that it's it's a phenomenal league at the minute in terms of the size of some of the clubs in there and the fact that Stockport are 7th I mean they're only 
outside the playoffs on goal difference. But the fact that they're not cemented in the playoffs by now just shows how tough this league is. It really does. So Altrincham are um, down already. Uh, so let's just go back to the bottom look again. Worcester. And now there's been various rumours flying about from Worcester. Um, they supposedly released most of their players and were playing youth team play and they were offering to take voluntary relegation and all this sort of thing. They're actually not in relegation at the minute. So that could be a reprieve for Trinity. If mm. things stay as they are on the table... The big problem we have is Staley Bridge Celtic. They've got two games in hand and are only five points behind us. If they win those two, it's always a big if. One of them is against Kitty. They may not do. It's always a big if. If they win those two games in hand, and even if Worcester take voluntary relegation, go down. And it will be the first time in the club's history that they have had to move through the league tables through position rather than presentation. That's a, that's a, it's a really interesting stat, that is. So you, you've got to be quite unique in that, I would have thought. I would, can't imagine there's many clubs that have, that have done that, that have never been relegated or promoted. Um, but yeah, the fact that Staley Bridge has two games in hand, as you say, Kiddy and the other one's Harrogate, They've only won seven games out of thirty-six. It's um, it's it's hard to see them winning two two games in hand. I, I would much rather be five to have those five points that you have on them than them have the two games in Always. hand. Always, but, but they oh, have these of course, you need, you need the last make, three seasons. Yeah, but of course, you need to make back four points on Worcester because of your goal difference. Uh, you yes. get Trinity's yeah. at minus thirty, Worcester's is minus fifteen. They're three ahead of you, so. Yeah, you're going to have to... Um, and again, you've only won the, 7 out of 38, so... And the running is not good to look at. We have Salford this Friday. We then go on so Monday. We then take the trip to Brackley. Ouch. And then on the 22nd, we have uh, at home to Kidderminster. And the final day, we go and to FC United. <laughs> Ouch. Well, FC United, FC United uh, are not involved in anything, so potentially season on a high sort of thing. Yeah, possibly, possibly, um, or they're already on the beach. You possibly hope. Um, in terms of the Brackley game, hopefully it's the latter. They, the Bra- they, they could be. Um, you're playing them on Easter Monday, did you say, Brackley? Yeah. Um, and they go to FC United on on Easter Saturday. So if they lose at FC United, they're potentially out of the uh, out of the playoffs. So yeah, potentially, obviously, you want FC United to put them put six past them and totally demoralise them before you go there. Um, so there are some winnable games, but yeah, that is a tough, tough running, isn't it? FC United, Manchester in fourteenth is the lowest team you play between now and the end of the season. So. And that's and that's the that's our running uh, that we've had, um, pretty much looking at it because this week we played Stockport at home. Now I wasn't at Gangsters, I was travelling, but Stockport were not particularly supposed to be that good, um, but they came in and snuck out with a win. Uh, we got thumped by Chorley, and so another title contender. We had uh, trouble up at uh, Darlington where we threw away. I think it was a three-one lead. Our manager went absolutely ballistic about that because they seem to say we get some. It's supposed to be 30 seconds for a goal, uh, 30 seconds for a substitution. The ref paid nine minutes of injury time. (sighs) And lo and behold, it was the second after the Darlington equaliser that he said, Nope, let's go for it. Now, that's a call it it quits now, lads. Um, And so it was not. not a lot of happiness uh, going around. So some of it's been luck, others have been judgment, but uh, it's, a, it's a very tight time because before that we had uh, Halifax and you can always make excuses. Like we've said before, the table doesn't lie. 38 games in, Trinity is sitting there in um, 19th, oh, sorry, 20th, and that's where the issue is. We want them sitting 
in 90 yeah. <laughs> because at least then we live uh, live to breathe another year because I really feel I really feel for the management board there because the actual board of directors have put so much money in they've tried to bring in new sponsors they've done everything right trying to make the club self-sufficient and the table is not helping them when you have clubs like Harrogate who are supposedly full-time you have other clubs um like file who are full-time and you've got all the money backing at salford the big crowds at darlington and halifax and you just think well maybe it's time for us to switch places with blythe spartans who didn't let their fa cup exploits um get in the way they've run this is a league where there has been a runaway and uh, this is the evo stick um northern premier and They've already champions. They're 17 points clear still with, what, a couple of games to play? There's, what, three games to play still. They could break that 100 barrier. Um, another one where I've given a kiss of death to, um, Skelmersdale, relegated, um, did, with only 22 you, points set from their 42. Were they your tip for the division? Possibly. This is what we will be reviewing in two weeks' time when we come back. <laughs> we will review all of this, and I think we should do minus one if you tip somebody to win and they get relegated, because that did happen for me with the PC and Telcom a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. So, well, it happened for me with Telford, didn't it? <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't think I have done that. I don't think I have. Oh. Yeah, well, maybe I'll be thinking no 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 good that um just to quickly wrap we're running out of time so let's quickly run around the old ryman league um premier division has that had the sponsorship sorted out now not that i've heard i've not heard who the new sponsors will be for next season because um this is the final season which the upper fighters and this ryman group will be sponsors of the league um nothing's been announced that i've heard but um given the success that you know the the ryman group have had the sponsorship of the league. I it up uh, will be a good, a good sponsor to take over a you know, old, established, pretty much a well-run league that you know you've got um, plenty of opportunities for exposure. In, to be honest, so well, it's I'm, to me, yeah, Evo stick because then they would have all of the three. <laughs> Both the obvious one, isn't it? But you and might they have could to... do like Van Rama have done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, then you would have to have the Evo Stick Northern, the Evo Stick Southern, and the Evo Stick Isthmian. Right, I can see that there. going down. Evo, st- Evo, stick, Evo Stick London. Yeah. It's not London. Yeah. It's uh, not we know it's not. It's got bloody Eastern in it. They're <laughs> <laughs> in Suffolk. <laughs> what I want to mention, um, though, more importantly just, just than quickly on that, um, Just quickly on the Ryman. Um, yeah. You've got the top two, Bogner and Haven. That's They're, what um, I was about to mention. It's the tussle yeah. from last year again. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. play each other on Easter Monday at, at Haven <laughs> in the penultimate game Tasty. of the season. And that could yet yeah, that could decide a lot. And how tight is that playoff race? Third place, Leeston, seventy-one points. Tenth place, Billericay, on sixty-six. With so nine points playoffs. to play. Yep. And Billericay are only three points out outside the playoffs. Enfield are in are in fifth at the minute. Yeah. So there, that is going to be there's going to be some um, shifting around in that in those places over the next uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it's incredibly tight there now. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean the the the, 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 the club the two clubs that are at a slight disadvantage is Wingate and Finchley in sixth. Um, they're only two points back of Leeston, but they've got a goal difference of only plus three. Yeah, and I need it, a market, of course, a minus four. How can you be eight with minus four goal difference? I don't know, but the thing is, those are the two that are at a disadvantage. So if it comes down to it, and it comes down, to well, you, you would probably you would you would probably just um, would you discount them? I mean, I know it goes on points with four goal difference, but you you kind of already discount them, wouldn't you? Really, because. Need a market or well both of them letting no. as many goals as they can feed. So I will you... I would kiss Count Needham Market their third bottom of the form guide. They've been spanked three one, two one, 
They even lost two one against Hendon, who are pretty much. Um, I'm not relegation battle. Speaking of Hendon, that yep. relegation battle is ridiculous as well. Is it, is it, I mean, that's. I mean, to be honest, at the minute, looking at the table, there is only one, two, three clubs with nothing to play for in the entire league. Yeah, Lowestoft, Stones, and Worthing. That's it. Yeah. All of, I mean, there, those three clubs have just got nothing to play for. From 14th downwards in the Ryman, you've got most of them 53 points. That's only five points outside the relegation zone. They do have two games in hand, though, so you would think that they'll get a couple of points and but yeah it's, would, it is it's ridiculous it's what a division that is yeah the only, downside is, the only downside is you might see the relegation kingstonian out of the into the into the roman south um which doesn't oh, talk about that it is speaking of kingstonian they agreed a ground share didn't they but for next season but it's out of the borough isn't it i believe uh, I can't remember where they Leatherhead Leatherhead Is it Leatherhead they're going to I know they wanted Corinthian casuals didn't they but they've said no Leatherhead Ah possibly Leatherhead they're Speaking of Leatherhead friend of the podcast Charlie Moon is there now I believe so can he get the I think is that right Rob? Well he's there but uh, it's a case of you know, how much difference can he make to Leatherhead? Right, he can get a couple of goals. Games and, yeah, which would help. But, you he know, we'll have to see on that seven. one. Yeah, we'll win too, because originally, Charlie, originally Moon was saying that he didn't want to play football again this season. And then right okay. on transfer deadline day a couple of weeks ago, he must have abruptly changed his mind or he'd been persuaded by the Leatherhead manager to, you know, just give it one last month and then see how you feel. Leatherhead manager is a certain ex-football league player that I don't really have a lot of time for. <laughs> By the name of Jimmy Bullard. Bullard and, yeah. um, so, you know, if they survive and Charlie makes a difference, then I'll take back everything I've ever thought about Bullard. And there's... You know, yeah. Yeah. To wrap up, I just want to mention... Um, just so we've gone around all of the top divisions and the, the movements around the top. Chippenham Town are on 97 points down the Evo 6 South. They're going to break the 100 barrier, I'd expect. And Leamington, uh, who dropped in there um, a couple of seasons ago, they, they're on 89. I don't think they're going to catch them because Chippenham only need a couple of points. But once again, the playoff race, you're looking at Hitchin in third on 83, going all the way down to Banbury. It's a fight. It really is. A, it's a... Potentially, you could even say it goes further than that, but I, I would draw the line at Banbury, and it's going to be what three three from four with Hitchin, Slough, Merthyr Town, and Banbury United all fighting it out for those uh, final three spots. Mm. And down the bottom, once again, it's just crazy. Cinderford are already down, um, but then you've got Simon Chester, Cambridge City, Hayes and Yedding uh, are the make up the bottom four, but mm. from Simon Chester. They could, so Nears are in the mix, Kings Landley are in the mix, but if you look at Hayes and Yedding with the three games, then it goes all the way up to Dorchester Town as well. So the only one really who I would say were okay is everybody from Redditch upwards, but mm. so you've got potentially another six mm. there to fight out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if Hayes and Yedding were not successful at getting out of the bottom four, that's another double drop. I do believe it is a double drop. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because don't get last season in the national. It's it's tough to um, it's tough to get out of a out of a losing run, isn't it? That's that's the problem. You get the mentality in the club, and how many times do we see it? Same same going the other way, isn't it? When you when you come into a league on the back of winning the league or winning the playoffs, the confidence yeah. is high, and you just carry on winning games. It's like muscle memory, and. It is tough, you know. Yep. We see it. We see it an awful lot. Teams coming down from League Two that drop down twice, and and we see it all levels of the game. Now, so it is. It is a. Yeah. It's a tough, tough run to get out of. Hmm. I mean, really, you've got to look at. They've got to realise now that they're not a big club in the area anymore. 
that's the part of the problem because for for a long time they were the top club in you know in this part of London, and now they're just they're just not there and to be. They've got with a next season, but in the central. Well, we're going to have to see what happens. Um, unfortunately, I need to disappear. Um, so, Rob, hopefully Hampton are going to have a good run in, but where can we listen to your... I believe you had a rambling rant on uh, this week. Yes, I had a bit of a say about my take on non-league clubs and big financial backers. Um, quite a few nice comments about it, and, you know, it's... It was a thoughtful piece. I didn't go ranting off too much, and so that's there. Football as I see it. Um, if you just put that in Google, it'll turn up. It's on Blogspot, so that's fine. Still out there on Facebook. Trying to do my best for the for the football club. Podcast on Facebook, and finally, the Twitter handle gets glossed over again. Still out there, maybe we Still. Well, we, we will find all this out, don't worry, Rob. One day we will find out. Um, under the league, I think that's self-explanatory, really, isn't it, James? Still going strong? Yeah, it's still going. Um, it was nice to be at a game on, on Saturday, and you never know if I do trip off down to Windsor tomorrow, I'll see a cup final. Um, but yeah, under the league on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, Return to form on Saturday as well at the match, because I missed kick-off, because one of my little ones was in the toilet, so that's... Um, Back memories of being at Hampton with uh, when I only had one and two kids, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was good to be back at a game. Um, shame it was the last last game of the season. I've got to wait a while now. Well, I, I feel for you because I've had the same hit and miss with the amount of travel and work we've done. So for next season, we may have to restructure the podcast. Just try and keep this regular for everybody, uh, but we'll sort some things out over the summer. We will be back uh, in two weeks' time. Um, with a roundup of the final day's action in a lot of the leagues, uh, ready to start speculating over the playoffs and uh, seeing how many minus uh, I'm going to be this year in my predictions. So you can always follow you can always follow the show at uh, Nodling Pod on Twitter or go across to Facebook and it's a Nodling Podcast. You can also uh, go over to the website www.nodlingpodcast.co.uk and download any of the 127 episodes that we have on there and goes from three years ago nearly now um but uh, three weeks ago was the last one uh, but really whatever you've been doing i thank you for listening